Hello, everyone. My name is Rafal, and I would like to welcome everyone to my Hatchet Photography podcast today. I'm super honored because my guest is Slava Timoshenko. He's amazing Hatchet photography. He lives currently in Spain, and I've been following his work for, for a long time. Um, I'm really inspired by, by every image he posts out there. So thank you for joining um, the podcast. Um, I'm super honored, as I mentioned. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to chat with you because you've got a lot of experience when it comes to the headshots. So I really want to dive in into some of those um, interesting topics. So thank you again for, for coming on. on, yeah, on the thank podcast. you for having me. Hello, Rafael. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. So let's jump in. And like, this is my usually starting point. I would like to, because I try to, as I mentioned before, we, we kick this off, get some information about you. And then there is some, some information, but so how did you get into photography and why did you choose kind of go full time and, you know, kind of got on board with, with hatchet photography? Oh, it was, it wasn't like, uh, all of a sudden it's, uh, more like, uh, baby steps. So I traveled a lot, uh, like not, not a lot, but, uh, as, uh, as much as I can allow myself. And once getting back from Portugal and looking at the pictures I made on my, uh, power shot Canon, I realized that, uh, I don't satisfy it with the quality. Okay. So I gotta get something and I start, uh, researching and, uh, uh, by the January, I bought my first Canon 5D Mark III okay. and 2470, still with me, by the way. And so, because I realized that camera supposed to be either uh, fit to my pocket or be at least full frame, like mm -hmm. professional, for real, everything with heavy. So I uh, started to use this camera and learning stuff. Uh, there is a lot of uh, material on YouTube. And uh, mm -hmm. thanks to myself, I understand English very well. Maybe not speak, speak very well, but uh, there is a lot of material in English. So I mm -hmm. find a lot of interesting things, start photography. And if you are practicing, you, you're getting better. Yes. Inevitably. Yeah, so I got a lot of pictures from uh, from travel, mm -hmm. uh, and later I start thinking how to make some money on it. So okay. Shutterstock, get images, something like this, something like that. But uh, it wasn't like too much, uh, and then I started to think about uh, portrait photography. Okay, actually. Uh, I got a friend, she's an actress, and uh, once she was uh, uh, in, my, in my house and she said, uh, you know, you, you have a camera, right? And I need pictures, right? So get me some pictures, let's go some, with, with the natural lights here closer to windows. So we made some pictures and she probably uh, don't use it since then. Maybe she is, who knows. Uh, <clears throat> So anyway, I realized that maybe I got to make some money on portrait photography. And uh, by this, uh, at the same time, I found a video uh, on BNH. I was really excited to watch these BNH masterclasses. And one of them was uh, uh, with a guy, a uh, headshot and portrait photographer named Peter Hurley. Yes. So, and he was like so contagious. 
<laughs> the way the, the way he like represents himself and show everything so i i like became like really interested and uh, click that button find out more <laughs> so and i became part of uh, headshot crew okay so uh, uh, by the time of course i was thinking that uh I, I watched like Peter works, uh, what what he uses, and I was thinking, of course, of course, he he makes amazing pictures, amazing uh, quality and everything. Because she he shoots like medium format camera, mm -hmm. that's like everything. The bigger camera, the better. Yeah. Uh, but later there was another BNH masterclass with Peter when he shot he shot on Rebel mm -hmm. with some three speed lights and a Rebel and. Uh, 15 uh, to uh, 18 to 55 kit lens mm -hmm. and images were still amazing so then i realized that uh, there was something i i can know better and more and uh i start uh being a part of headshot crew mm -hmm. and start gathering my portfolio if you know the principle that uh, you gotta uh collect uh 15 headshots that peter approves then mm -hmm. this is his uh, like associate level uh, quality of work and then you become uh, associate photographer so okay. and in about two years I got first review and there was 15 but there was more females uh, than males so he asked me to like equalize this proportion and <clears throat> in, in two months in March there was a second review and there was like 20 he approved, so I became associate photographer. It okay. was 2000, I don't even remember, 2018 or 2019, so I became uh, associate photographer. Perfect. And so how, I, yeah, I started so, making some money, of course. <laughs> okay. So did you shoot anything before headshots? Like you said you were doing like a travel photography, but did you, let's say, shoot, I don't know, weddings or portraits? And no, nothing, nothing like on professional way. It was oh. like clear hobby because I have another profession that feeds me uh, since 1994. Okay. I'm a voice actor, so the, it, it gives me enough money to, okay. be, to be on a, on a float. So, uh, but eventually, if you invest a lot of money in uh, equipment and you see that you can make some money mm -hmm. to uh, just like to stimulate yourself, at least. So okay. you, you start thinking how to how to make it uh, professional. That's that's my approach to life. So I first I find something that uh, I'm excited about, and then I start thinking how to make some money on it. Okay, I think that's 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 the right way, you know, because a lot of people do is a completely opposite way, right? They lose yes. money and they try to kind of make money out of this somehow, right? Mm -hmm. And then convince confuse themselves and everybody around that they like it. Yes, yeah, that's true. So, how long you've been shooting professionally? Like you, you said three, four years now. Yes, uh, it was 2019, I guess. So maybe maybe three years. Yeah. Okay. I consider myself like since I became associate photographer, that's uh, I started to shoot professionally. So I made some money before, but uh, this is like starting point for me. Okay. Perfect. So not how? So long. Been... Not so long. Well, but you've gone pretty quickly to the point where you know your image is standing out, and 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 I think, as you mentioned, that I, I think that's the biggest realization for a lot of 
like a lot i'm not saying a lot of photographers but i think the most important kind of like we have to pass this that the equipment is not everything right because i i remember you know myself like i was focusing for so many years on the gear because i thought if i'm gonna get this quality of equipment that's what i'm going to be able to do but that was completely not true right like there's way more into this just equipment and i mm -hmm. think as soon as you kind of get to that re realization that you know like there's much more into it then you can start looking at this whole thing completely um different way right so it seems like you've you've passed this fairly quickly because for me it took me many and i was shooting weddings before that's my background mm -hmm. And then I was just focusing on the gear for so many years. And I also know that at that point, because I started way before, like 2000, I think nine. So a little bit ahead of you. And then, and I remember like, you know, the digital was just coming into the kind of industry. So the, this, the quality, every next generation of cameras, they were producing way better, way better images. But now doesn't matter right like you know whatever camera you have you you can you can create some really decent um images so that's i think we we also got to the level of the quality of the equipment that it's it produces some stunning images so tell me how do you describe good headshots like you know what's like what you're looking for whenever you have a client and coming in the front of your camera and, and you need to capture their, 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 their headshot. So what, what's the main thing you, you, you're looking for? Oh, it's, uh, I just uh, apply Hurley system. It works okay. like perfectly and it uh, suits me uh, emotionally as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually a kind of introvert guy, but uh, when it uh, comes to headshot photography, I became like uh, goofy and funny and uh, jump like uh, all the self making making the client smile of course if uh, he or she not so uh, tempted to, mm -hmm. to, to to be funny i just uh, laying down <laughs> patiently <clears throat> but uh yeah generally i just uh, level their uh, mood like up Mm -hmm. and and see and see what it gets so yeah it's it takes a lot of practice peter always said like his uh, settings are simple so all settings are the same light is the same but all people are different and it's mm -hmm. uh like the universe it's like infinite infinite world mm -hmm. for improve for uh uh for like develop yourself uh, develop your skills mm -hmm. So what was the biggest challenge for you? Like when you got into this headshot and let's say you saw Peter's work first and then you started kind of like pursuing to be professional, what was the biggest challenge for you as a headshot photographer? Mm. Uh, a part of uh, brown color on the skin, okay. <laughs> which, which I like... Uh, I didn't notice it uh, the very long time. So when Peter says uh, the skin is brown, and, I, and you look closely, what, what is brown? What is it? see? And then uh, once you like start seeing it, mm -hmm. 
it's maybe may, maybe look like like uh, you know the baby bird or, or some uh, newborn uh, animals that uh, were born blind and suddenly they like open the eyes and they see the world uh, in all this color. Uh, so this was like photography to me, especially headshot photography. Uh, it was like an extra pair of eyes that was given me by this. Yeah. No, I 100% agree because I think we're looking at people completely different way, right? Like when you start shooting headshots, like you're analyzing the face and you're analyzing a lot of things, which normally people just yes. don't. Yes, and all people are, are beautiful. Mm -hmm. like there is no like nations, ethnicity and everything like uh, uh, photogenic, not photogenic. I actually I strongly believe that uh, the term photogenic was invented by lazy photographers, you know, like doesn't work oh he he just not photogenic <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true yeah i 100 percent agree with you like everyone has something interesting and i think the beauty of headshots is the fact that every time we have like new client it's you you're working with with something different right so you have constant of mm -hmm. i'm not saying different challenges but 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 you're just working with let's say, you know, different, like different personalities, different faces, and you have to find the beauty in them. You're not like, you're not trying to find the bad stuff in their face. You're trying to find out the good stuff, right? Yes. And you, and you keep doing it like 24 hour uh, a day. So yes. you just look at the faces and you see the beauty and how would you shoot uh, him and her or her or somebody else. Mm -hmm. Once I got a guy that came to my studio in Moscow and uh, he was like a shy from like IT industry. He needs a headshot, but he never been shot like except on a passport or something else. And he and he stood up in front of. Uh, so he, he he was behaved like uh, normally when he entered. Like I, I got him some coffee. So let's 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 make some headshots. Okay. And he stand uh, in front of the camera, like like this. And his chin starts like uh, uh, like. And first, I was like distracted, like uh, like uh, them. <laughs> yeah. And the next, and the next, that uh, was challenge accepted. Mm -hmm. So, and I can't show you right now, but it was like quite decent picture <laughs> of him. Yeah. So, how did you how did you deal with this? Uh. I just started like to cheer him up slowly, and uh, I I made some uh, some like mostly not personal but technical notes. Mm -hmm. Like everything is fine, just move your shoulder like this, and just uh, this way, that way. So like warm warming up, uh, mm -hmm. making some jokes, like uh, going like deeply in. Uh, uh, finding some common things, uh, some distracting subjects to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it didn't took that much time, I would say. Uh, <clears throat> and in general, the, the people, uh, I, uh, as, a, as, a, as a former actor, I started to shoot uh, actors' portfolio. So I mm -hmm. like kind of uh, separate uh, actors' uh, headshots and uh, uh, just... Uh, Normal people had shots. Okay, and I noticed that uh, actors uh, in session they like the the more we shoot, the better they uh, get. Mm -hmm. So they like uh, <clears throat> it works for them. But no, normal people uh, getting tired. Yes, 
So you gotta catch them uh, while they uh, on the, on the peak. Maybe maybe not 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 right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you warm it up, and and here they are. And if you keep moving, they like getting tired. Yes, <laughs> I have. You know what? Exactly the same experience. It's like you just you just it's like a workout, right? You, you mm-hmm. warm them up, then they perform for like I don't know 10, 15 minutes, and then it just like they're getting tired and they yeah. didn't really see it that, okay, they're done. There's like not, not much you're going to pull out of them. With actors, actors uh, appears uh, in my door with a suitcase on the wheels, mm-hmm. getting all the clothes they have. We're like hanging them like this. <laughs> and it's like three, four hours. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay. So you mentioned that you have a actor background, right? Yeah. So, um, so, so, do you use any of the techniques you've learned as an actor to kind of like share them with your clients, and then they can kind of like get where they you want them to be? Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Uh, we with actors, we uh, we find the common language like immediately, mm-hmm. uh, and with normal people, I uh, uh, I usually show uh, my. Uh, generic uh, portfolio that uh, what's uh, on the headshot crew or on my website and uh, I tell people to guess how many actors or normal people in there mm-hmm. like uh, what's so uh, I, I actually I also strongly believe that uh, everybody is like uh, can perform as, as an actor and uh, usually nobody guess uh, mm-hmm. guess it right so they point on the like my friend who is in management and somewhere else, and we shoot like 10 minutes, and this is probably an actor. Mm-hmm. No, this is my friend. He has nothing to do with the uh, actor's industry, and uh, we, we shoot it for 10 minutes. You see, everybody can do this. So, mm-hmm. And I had some actors that uh, the shooting were terrible mm-hmm. just just because they, they, they were believed that uh, they... Uh, can't make a good uh, like uh, face uh, f- for the picture for headshot. Mm-hmm. Work with the face. Yeah, yeah, so, I've learned that too. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it seems like, but it, yeah, you are absolutely right. And also, I think that you know everything depends also on the personality of the person, right? Because if someone is like really. I don't know, has this strong and outgoing personality, it, they, they, they can show that at the front of the camera, right? But like, as you said, someone is introvert and then like, you know, is a little bit more shy. They need sometimes a little bit more time to kind of warm up to you. Yes, but it's not, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, the first and foremost, uh, it's uh, the, uh, the wishing of a uh, uh, person to, to be shot. Mm-hmm. If somebody you, you just you just have to want it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, that's and, true. And help me a little bit. So and and then yeah. do it. but I think sometimes it's stronger than that. Like you know, because people coming with some personal issues, right? Like I found mm-hmm. that if someone has some issues, like strong issues in their lives, um, and they have to kind of like turn off their mind you know towards all those problems and they have to kind of focus on you and focus on the photo shoot they have a really difficult time to kind of take their mind away from from some of the stuff what is happening in their life and it's just reflecting in the camera right like mm-hmm. i had story i was shooting like a real estate agent and the same thing like it was kind of interesting 
she like she was okay during the shoot but then after the shoot she just she had completely meltdown right because like she was going for divorce and then you know the business was not going well and then like this whole thing just kind of like blow up after the shoot because you this whole focus was on her and then you know like she's just like okay this is me and she kind of I, I deeply believe that she thought that you know she's I don't know maybe kind of like in the losing position in her life um, and then you took the photo of her so she just look at herself and is like okay this is this is it so it was kind of um, interesting but yeah as you said like and and again I agree with you like we're dealing with a lot of kind of um, with personalities right and and then mm -hmm. we get deep into their lives and then and all this all this stuff so tell me a little bit more about your most challenging photo shoot you had like I'm sure everyone every headshot photographer had to go for this where you have a client they come in um and then you just like shoot this is not working or like you know this is tough to get into this people like did you have those situations in your in your career or like all your clients they're like really easy to work with no of course of course not 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 all of them and mm -hmm. and it's uh yeah, it was a couple of times, and it was uh, my initiative to shoot them. So, okay. as I said, uh, uh, the most important thing is uh, somebody wanted to be shot. Mm -hmm. So, even if they like agreed to you, and that was uh, one uh, casting director. So, okay. I went to attract her uh, with my shooting. So, she started sending me actors. For okay, shooting. it's like kind of. Uh, my business strategy. <laughs> okay. And she appears, and she was, uh, uh, so she, like, uh, giving me, uh, how do you say in English, uh, when somebody, like, allows you uh, to, to shoot herself. So she, she was like that. Okay. And, uh, and we start shooting, uh, like, I started to do my thing uh, here, there, then I showed her uh, uh, images uh, we got uh, on the uh, on screen of my laptop, and she mm -hmm. saw, uh, she looked at it, and probably she wasn't like very really satisfied with that or something like this. And when he uh, when when she get back to uh, uh, under the light, something changed. She like was uh, switched off. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I, I started uh, again direct her here, there, like uh, speaking, but she was like, like this. So, and I was like, okay, probably that's that, that's it. <laughs> so, did you find a way to kind of get her out of this state? Uh, no, uh, and it was uh, he. She like showed me uh, using this uh, this face that she doesn't want to to make it anymore okay so and uh, for me it was uh, uh of course uh i didn't get uh, any profit from this contact and uh mm -hmm. those pictures uh, never be shown to anyone mm -hmm. was, they, they're terrible anyway and and i learned this lesson again that a person wants to be shot uh, in the first place Okay. So if you like uh, terribly want someone, uh, even maybe it's like celebrity. Even if this is your like business strategy to shoot someone, uh, some celebrity or like local celebrity to attract more clients, and celebrity like don't really want to be shot, mm -hmm. you probably uh, 
never get what you want. Mm -hmm. It will yeah. be like uh, she, yeah. she or he uh, like uh, will be looking like uh, doing a favor to you. Okay. Like okay, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had those stories too. Like, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. They they have to have some kind of um, involvement, right? Because if they don't, there's not much. What do we can do? And then I, I've been in those situations as well. Yeah, when they just, yeah, they're there, but they don't want to be in the front of the camera and they just like making making you like a big favor that they're standing there. Or, or maybe it's not because of you. It's maybe like uh, an actor uh, that's sent by casting director. Okay. And someone else pays for it. So he or she doesn't touch the money and doesn't want uh, how much it costs. And mm -hmm. uh, just, oh, you have to get a headshot. Okay. Oh, okay. Shoot me. Mm -hmm. And you start and you st start jumping like here, there, and, and nothing works. So you give them uh, what, what, to, what, what they get and, and that's it. Yeah. And but that, I think, applies also to those corporate headshot sessions, right? Where you have clients who, as you said, sent by the boss and they have to do it mm -hmm. and they don't want to. And yeah, I've been in those situations as well that, you know, people, they just, yeah, I hate taking my photos. But I think also that's, it also depends, right? Because if you somehow are able to kind of get them on your side, and explaining them how important that is and how that might impact their life or I don't know, the work or whatever. Um, that's also kind of, but not for everybody. I know that's changed sometimes for me. Like, you know, when you have this nice conversation with like, they don't, you know, they don't want to be there, but let's say you start shooting, you show, you show them like, you know, some good image and they're like, Oh, I yeah, like that. Sudden, yeah. They just, the confidence goes up and they all of a sudden, you know, from not wanting to be there, to someone who kind of they 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 like all of a sudden they enjoying it and then they want to get better stuff right so absolutely. yeah and you and you have to radiate this confidence and uh, yeah. they either uh, accepting or not yes absolutely so let's switch the gears and tell me I know Peter Harley has huge influence on you but who inspires you like as a headshot photographer like Peter was the one who really kind of put you into that right path or there is any any other people who kind of like influence influence your work oh it's uh, it's it's uh, a lot of uh, guys and girls from headshot crew uh, we watched each other works uh, all the time and uh, and it's all, uh, always very supportive and keep me to to hold uh, this level bar mm -hmm. high and even like rise it up from time to time. Okay. So are you trying to kind of put some your input into your work or are you just kind of like trying to trying to absorb everything from, from the crew? Well, I absorb, but uh, the fact that uh, I'm, um, uh, I'm, I'm uh, like, I am mas myself, being myself, uh, uh, it's uh, I, I develop my style eventually. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I can, uh, you know, probably uh, during intensive and uh, like there, there's like two or three actors, models, and everybody shoot them. And then uh, like on the crew cast uh, or headshot of the week, uh, we see the same person shot by different photographers and all headshots look different. Okay. 
because uh, I see what I see. I see uh, the photographer in in uh, in models' eyes. Okay. So yeah. It's like it's like it's like. Uh, uh, I always say uh, when when so I put uh, somebody in front of my camera and I uh, and when they like trying to uh, find the mirror to fix hair or something like this, I like turn here. I am your mirror now. So if there's something wrong with you, I will tell you. But I also think that uh, they became my mirror as well. Okay. So I showed how to move, like how to move the nose so I can show myself or just like uh, using gesture. And uh, I also see that they start seeing me and copy my uh, uh, fa facial expression. Mm -hmm. And I see myself in my models. I also see like uh, Peter in Peter's models okay. or uh, Ivan in Ivan's models. Yeah, yeah that's true. But also, I think, yeah, it depends how we feel, as you said, exactly, right? Because sometimes I don't know if you have those kind of situations where you were like, for example, I had a shitty day and I had this this shoot scheduled and then I'm shooting and I can see these people are angry because like they just mirroring you. Right. And you just like mm -hmm. kind of take my mind, clear it up a little bit and then just kind of put these people in a different, um, you know, kind of mood because they, they, they're gonna they're gonna look all like that right so it's it's interesting it's like a lot of psychology i think you know is behind those those sessions which sometimes you know like with the time i think we see those things but at the beginning i remember you just learning a lot of those stuff right yeah peter says uh 90 of psychology 10 of technique uh and i'm mm -hmm. i'm agree totally agree with that it's the headshots. It's all about uh, psychology. It's okay. not about pushing the button. Yes. The right way, the right time. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about um, business. So like how, because you're living in Spain right now and you've been living in different countries. Um, how that kind of like, you know, can you compare, you know, depends where you live. The approach to headshots and to the business was different. Or you have this kind of the same technique you've been using, or you have this kind of like I don't know some kind of marketing plan which you're applying into your 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 you know promoting your work and stuff like that. How that works? I'm, I'm kind of really interested because we had briefly chat about it before we started, um, mm -hmm. you know, this podcast about this stuff. So how how this whole thing kind of works in different places? Yeah. So uh, as I said, I see and feel that uh, Europe is uh, the few years uh, uh, past, uh, past ago. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, uh, um, in, ter uh, in, in, in terms of headshots, uh, 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 comparing to United States and Canada, so here uh, for the most people, the headshot on a plain background is still a passport photo. Okay, and a lot of people can't see the difference. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't blame them, blame them because uh, before I start shooting headshots, I didn't see this difference uh, also. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, in Spain. Maybe maybe the, the the biggest challenge for me is the language because. Uh, 
I like speak Spanish uh, just a little bit. Okay. I'm trying to learn new things and uh, I speak English, but it's uh, it's it expands uh, my my uh, field, but not not that much. So okay. first, uh, so far, uh, I shooting uh, only uh, Russian people. Okay. In Spain, there, there's enough people lives in Barcelona, Russian speaking, uh, luckily. And uh, I translate my website from Russian to English. Okay. Everybody who lives in Barcelona, I mean, Russian speaking, they speak English as well. <clears throat> and uh, in future, of course, uh, I'm going to develop it to, uh, to, to, to Spanish uh, audience. Okay. Population because so where, where did you started your headshot career? You say you were in Moscow and you were also in uh, in in Belgium, right? Yeah, I was in Moscow. Belgium was a, like a quick stop for okay. uh, I've been there for two months, so it, it wasn't. We made there uh, uh, charity sessions for Ukrainian uh, refugees. Okay, we made two sessions with my colleagues uh, from from Netherlands. Okay. It nice. was it was it was interesting. It was in it was cool. So I just wanted to help uh, somehow to mm -hmm. Ukrainians, uh, and uh, it, it 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 became possible only in in Belgium. It, okay. it wasn't possible in Moscow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so how long you've been shooting headshots in Moscow for? How many years, if I can ask? Uh, three, four years, something like that. Oh, so that's that's quite a bit of time. So how mm -hmm. that whole thing works over there? You know, like, were people interested in headshots? They were, like, kind of, they have different approach, or that was also kind of like the rest of the Europe you've been shooting with the same approach? So in Moscow, uh, and I think in, in Europe as well, uh, maybe a little bit more advanced, than, uh, because mm -hmm. uh, Moscow is not, is not really Russia. It's uh, like a normal European city, like yes. East European city. Uh, in terms of business and uh, all this development, uh, and uh, the people like separated on two categories. Uh, either they don't understand uh, what is headshot about and uh, uh, why it's so expensive and uh, why they should pay uh, so, so much money for just a picture on a white background. And people who knows uh, what is that and how it works, and they didn't ask any extra questions, just like uh, mm -hmm. how much does it cost? It's what's the this and that, and this is the time and this is the date. Okay, uh, I'll be there and we shoot it. Okay, so. perfect. So, do you think this 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 culture is because you know what I can tell you? Like even in Canada, this whole thing is evolving. It's not that you know. I think like even six seven years ago. Um, I, well, I'd say, I would say a little bit longer, but it was the same approach. Like, you know, people couldn't see the difference between like passport mm -hmm. photo and then, and then I think with just a kind of this high professional headshot. But I think this whole thing started changing when the internet started kind of like, you know, taking over all those like industries. Uh, but also, I think, I don't know if this is your experience, but I found also the COVID also kind of put some extra push because everyone, you know, need to yeah, have became online and then, you know, the business went online and everyone had to have a headshot. So I think 
that was like the, from one hand you know like i'm not happy about the COVID situation and all this drama which went with that but i think the you gotta the, get some benefits yes, <laughs> absolutely that's that's what i'm saying because i didn't i don't remember you know this much shift right that you know mm -hmm. like all of a sudden businesses which they never had websites they they start you know investing in that plus in headshots and in all this this stuff i think there's still a lot of like kind of misunderstanding that people don't realize the difference between like you know kind of selfie and then professional headshot but mm -hmm. i think we're getting there so i think this is the right time to start pushing this because there will be more and more need for that i, I deeply believe right but yeah i also uh, positive of that yeah. and uh I, I look at it and, and I'm happy that I'm part of a headshot crew that uh, based in United States because United States and Canada market is uh, like the nearest future of European mm -hmm. market. And here, for example, I am the uh, the only one associating in all Spain. Oh, wow. Okay. Right now, it's it's a good and a bad news for me. Okay. <laughs> yes. Why is it like five uh, at least five of us in like in madrid barcelona somewhere else we like put some uh, build something or at least the uh, the, the audience was like uh, warmed up just a little bit more okay uh, right now if you try to google like headshots barcelona you will see uh, some examples and they like far from perfect but uh as I said, I feel myself like uh, the lonely penguin on an iceberg <laughs> floats. Yeah. In, in, well, in, you know, start something, right? So that's I think it's a it's a good thing, and then I think it's it's contagious too, right? Because if someone sees some good headshot and they're gonna like, hey, who did that for you? Or like, you know, where did you get that? And then it's gonna start spreading. I think the same would happen with Peter Hurley because remember when he started. Mm -hmm. You know, like everyone was treating headshots like you know it's it's not really necessary like who like why you know what what's the big fuss about it and then all of a sudden this whole thing just literally from nothing went to some massive trend everywhere right because the headshot photographers start popping up everywhere um and then but i also i think it's a demand right you know like mm -hmm. I mean, we talk about it with the internet and all this stuff and people want to look professional. They want to have good face expressions. And I also think that when it comes to headshots, there was not much the full understanding what the headshot is, what the difference between professional headshot and some selfie, because we know, you know, how much work goes into this. You know, it's, it's about the lighting. It's about the face expression. It's about the body language. It's about the squint. There's, there's so many things which is involved. Like, you know, when I start digging into this, I'm just like, holy smokes, there's the lighting and setting is just like a really tiny portion of this whole kind of concept. And I think we're still learning about it, right? Because it's not something yeah, that, awesome like, you know, you've been shooting, let's say, for five, six years and you still learn new stuff and you still like, there's so much to learn about it stuff, right? And then yeah, I, think and I still intend to learn because I always learn, uh, learn something more. Yes. And every client teaches you something new too, right? Because yes, you have this exactly. like... Exactly. Because, you know, like I remember, and I don't know, it's a good comparison, but when I was shooting weddings, like I was just kind of like outside, right? And I was just taking photos of, of what's happening, right? And then 
headshots, it's very personal. Well, you have to have connection with the person, right? Like you need mm -hmm. to somehow kind of get them on your side. You need to understand them. You need to direct them. So like it's very, you work on very personal level. And I found that's extremely, I'm not saying challenging, but it's it's every person is different, right? And then it's something that, you know, like you have, you have to create those relationship with everybody who comes to you and wants to shoot headshots. And you have to understand them. You have to kind of acknowledge them. You have to, find this connection so they can perform mm -hmm. the way you want and it's that's that's fascinating how much you know learning goes into this yeah and i like doing it so it's it's not like uh uh i don't count like minutes of learning mm -hmm. i live with it <laughs> yes so how like tell me about your um sessions like how your headshot session look like um because i'm always interesting how photographers work like do you limit your clients with time um uh, like how's this whole thing kind of like if you could just kind of describe this step by step you know the client coming in and you know like you're taking from there you 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 kind of becoming this uh leader and then you just kind of going for the shoot. So if you could just tell me a little about this process, because it's always interesting because everyone has those little tricks on those little things mm -hmm. to get get the clients into the right place. Yeah, of course. So uh, uh, because I was shooting in Moscow for a few years, I will tell about uh, how I was shooting in Moscow because here I'm like three months only okay. and still, still developing. So it's a bit different because in Moscow I had a big apartment and one room was my home studio. Okay. So I didn't have uh, like limited uh, uh, access to to studio or like uh, limiting sessions some way. It was all in my possession 24 hours a, a day. So I didn't limit. I uh, liked this idea of uh, not limited sessions. It was... Uh, especially important for actors uh, because we like spend uh, a lot of time shooting shooting headshots uh, and when uh, Tony Stave TNT method uh, was released uh, and uh, I also learned this and uh, I, I applied some some from it but uh, Tony show a lot of new and interesting stuff and I start to apply it so it's no time limit and you uh, sell uh, per image okay so session fee and image fee and it's very uh, interesting it's uh, for for a lot of people it was like unusual like mm -hmm. wow, how is that so <laughs> but yeah. I tell them uh, it's it's the same system you use in supermarket when you get there. Mm -hmm. You can buy one apple or you can buy ten apple. Nobody tells you how much apple you, you gotta buy. Just uh, take as much as you want. And somebody gets it like uh, right uh, from the first seconds. Somebody requires some explanation, but uh, yeah, it mm -hmm. works anyway. It works and. Uh, so yeah, it was usually one day, one session. Okay. Like that, because you never know. Uh, and I set the time, uh, since I'm a night owl, as you can see, mm -hmm. uh, I set usually like at 3 p.m. Okay. Like 
definitely walk up and uh, on on the peak and but uh, when it's not too late because I also believe that uh, there is no headshots after 9 p.m. because face is starting to sleep. Yes, reunite all or not, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> yes, that's true. Except maybe some some exception uh, when like people uh, s- some person on a jet lag and it's still mm-hmm. like uh, uh, noon. <laughs> yes. nine. For them, yeah, they and just wake up like quite rarely. So the best time is like from 3 p.m. till 8 p.m. And it's one session, uh, maybe two if somebody in a hurry, but I uh, didn't get like the huge line uh, in front of my home studio. So mm-hmm. I, I can allow myself like uh, one day, one session. Next day, you just do retouching. I do retouching myself. Okay. Uh, so, and yeah, the day before, uh, I remind my client about the session. Mm-hmm. And usually they uh, schedule it like, uh, no, that, that's, it's, it's different. Uh, somebody asks like the month before and someone like, uh, are you available tomorrow? And if I'm available tomorrow, I just uh, say yes, of course. If, if not, no, I, I don't uh, like play busy guy who said, mm-hmm. oh, let me check my diary maybe time, like next week or week after. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, if uh, the day tomorrow is free, yes, it's yours. So then I send some uh, instructions. Go mm-hmm. to the barber and uh, make up. Uh, if if it's if it's woman, just go to uh, to the stylist or bring your your stylist. Uh, my apartment was quite spacious, so we set up at a big like kitchen dining area, mm-hmm. like, like makeup room, and uh, and do everything there, and uh, and then like start shooting mm-hmm. and uh, changing clothes to one to, to another. Uh, I usually ask to bring uh, like a lot uh, as you can uh, bring. Mm-hmm. So more, more, better. So you don't limit clients on the clothing and and all this. No, no, yeah. no, because uh, because uh, this uh, per image fee uh, helps me to to sell more if I shoot more uh, yeah. more clothing because people start seeing and start choosing and they uh, say see it's like oh I'm so good in this uh, blue dress and this one with the stripes also nice so. I probably uh, gotta get uh, one in this and one in that, mm-hmm. and they never leave uh, <laughs> any <laughs> any options uh, without purchasing. So yeah, well, that's a good good trick because I I do have the same because you know the more options they always want to have one of each or two of each, right? So the more kind of mm-hmm. options, but also also no pressure if they're like two similar images. I always tell that uh, they're similar, so just choose one. Let, let me save you some money. You mm-hmm. don't need this image because your smile is not that genuine as on this picture. Mm-hmm. So take this, not, not that. Somebody comes with a budget. So it's like I have so so much like rubles or euros or dollars I want to spend. So it uh, allows me to buy like five images. Mm-hmm. So let's make five images. Uh, and I tell them, okay, we shoot uh, as many as we as we can. Uh, until you uh, 
or they ask uh, how much do uh, uh, how many time do do we got how much time do we got and uh, i i ask them uh, how much time do you got Mm-hmm. that so so we should in uh, like if you have uh, two hours we should two hours three hours we should three hours no problem and uh and then we're just choosing the best mm-hmm. and if uh they're like uh 10 images uh they really like but they have a budget for five so i honestly tell them that uh, if you want to choose like only five i would choose this 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 and this mm-hmm. and this so you're helping them with the the final yeah of course i don't want them to feel frustrated after the shoot uh feeling that uh like i push them to buy more than they uh want or than they need but i also remind them uh about uh pareto principle you know it's like 80 percent of the clothing uh we wear in 20 percent of the time mm-hmm. and uh 20 percent of the clothing and uh everything like that so i tell them uh you're probably gonna use like only two images mm-hmm. but uh to uh understand uh which exactly images which is actually two images you're gonna use you gotta buy 10. <laughs> yeah i also think that sometimes people they just don't know what to look for right because we're looking at images mm-hmm. l- like a completely different way because we've shot so many of them and we like I'm not saying I'm not paying attention to the clothing or whatever, but sometimes people just focus way too much on the clothing, right? Oh, I like this dress because when I start hearing this stuff, oh, is they don't look at the face expression or they don't like they don't look at the image. They just look at that, that particular thing which they like and they try oh, to no like oh. just just sell it to him. Yeah, absolutely. And just that if you don't like it, just don't put in your portfolio. Yeah, take the money. <laughs> yes. Yes, and I think we are European. We, when it comes to saving the money, we're really good at it too, right? Because I've noticed, because I've done a lot of shoots in Poland too, and it's it's the money always. I'm not saying it's an issue, but sometimes you know it's just on the way. So like you know, in 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 Canada or you know U.S., I found people like, okay, this is what I like. You know, you tell them the price. This is good. They're gonna pay for it, right? And I mm-hmm. found especially eastern european countries you know like the money always is this kind of like not all the time but quite often that you know the the money is always kind of like a little challenge right because they try to save they want a good quality but and then it's just like fighting back and forth with kind of getting the people on the same page i don't know if you felt that but Oh, I know that uh, there's a lot of photographers that shoot much cheaper and I don't want to compete to them. Yes. So those people who uh, want to save money and want to like get everything for five bucks, they just don't uh, appear in front of my, uh, at my studio. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, so tell me, I, w- I have a kind of a little bit of different question. Um, so... Like, again, this is just in my experience. So do you see, like, a difference between different cultures? Like, you know, because it seems like you've shot people in, in Moscow. You've shot some people in, in Belgium. Now, like, you're shooting in in, um, in Spain. You also d- did some shoots in the United States. So do you see, like, a massive shift in, let's say, personalities and culture? Because I've noticed, like, you know, Polish people, for example, like, they're really serious. Like, you know, 
not everybody, but you know, they have this kind of like, I don't know, um, like I found like, you know, people in the US or Canada, they're much more open. Like, you know, they come up to you and they want to mm -hmm. talk to you and they like trying to become your friends right away. We're in Poland and I think, you know, like we are close to like Eastern yeah, Europe, Europe yeah, Russians, like we are, mm -hmm. like it takes time before you become a friend with someone. It's not like, you know, you're jumping someone, you see someone on the streets <laughs> and you can just like start talking to them. Like, you know, them for like, you know, a long time, which in States is normal. Like you can just, you know, start talking to someone on every corner and then they will just, I'm not saying becoming your friend, but they are much more open to talk to you or they, they they're not going to think this is strange. Like, Oh, some weird guy just start kind of trying to have the conversation. So how, like you see the difference, like, you know, shooting people, let's say in, 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 in Moscow and in United States or like, you know, Belgium, can you see massive difference? Uh, not massive, but there is a definitely difference. And you just describe it uh, precisely yeah. as it is. Okay. Because in Russia, yeah, uh, it's people like tend to be grumpy in front of the camera, and it mm -hmm. requires so much time and effort to make them smile. Uh, at least they don't uh, tend to smile even uh, un uh, unnaturally. You know, like uh, that's what the people call it, American smile. I think. You smile yeah. with your eyes. No, not not even that. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I asked them. I asked them to. Uh, no, I don't ask them to smile. But uh, yes, um, uh, someone just. Uh, I don't know. I can. I can be pushy and uh, uh, get uh, the emotion I want uh, when I experimenting with somebody. Mm -hmm. When I invite some uh, friend, after friend, or just friend to experiment on a session and then uh if i tell them that i will shoot you for free but i will get uh what i want okay and i will choose uh, the picture i want not you okay okay <laughs> let's go <laughs> and then and then they uh some of them probably uh regret that they agreed to that. <laughs> because the game the game uh the game is uh this game goes uh, on my rules yes yeah, but then they have to trust you because you have a little bit of more experience, right? With kind uh, of, I hope so. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was it was the time when I was just building my confidence. So it's not always uh, succeeding, but now I'm much more confident. And when I invite someone to uh, experiment, uh, and I tell them uh, this is will cost you nothing, but it's probably going to be difficult. And it definitely would be better than the re regular session. Yeah, at least the same the same level. So, and I start pulling some emotions. Yes, I can be pushy in this case, and I can. Uh, uh, if if nothing works, of course, I will just uh, okay. Let's 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 wrap it up. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, I try to get 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 what what I want. Okay. And so I, and I will not be pushy. Uh, if it's some client that pays me money and I see that it just doesn't work and they like uh, like serious faces, like serious, but uh, he's just grumpy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I tell people like uh, when they like smile too much, okay, let's let's make a serious uh, headshot. Uh, 
give me some serious face. And they like, and I say, serious, not grumpy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be, you can be serious and funny at the same time, actually. Mm-hmm. It's like you're serious, but you're up to something. So just, just give me that. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, in Moscow, in Moscow, oh, it's a uh, lack of sunlight. Uh, I don't know uh, everything else. Uh, all this uh, social background, uh, political background, and everything makes people uh, like be heavy on the uh, on the facial expression. Mm-hmm. And well, I you know what, I see that all the time, and it's interesting because mm-hmm. I I go to Poland quite often, and then. Well, this little kind of, you know, kind of backstory. So my wife, she moved to Canada in 2013. Mm-hmm. And Poland is like, I'm not saying, like, I don't want to compare those two countries that they're the same because they, they're obviously different. But, you know, there's certain similarities, like, you know, people are made more, more serious. They don't kind of interact in the public as much. You know, like when you go to the store in Poland, like, you know, they do their thing, but they're not like, they're not, nobody's going to be open to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I remember when my wife came to Canada, and here's the kind of opposite. Like, you know, you go to the store, you go, let's say, even do the groceries. People talk to you and like, you know, how are you doing and how's everything going? And they try to kind of like maybe not get into your life, but they, they, they oh, kind of culture. Have a conversation, mm-hmm. right? And she couldn't get that. Like, she's like, these people are just weird. Like, what the hell is going on here, right? And I was just like, you know what? You will get used to it. Just kind of give it a little bit of time and then, you know, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And you know what was funny? Like, we went back to Poland, I think after two years. And she kind of like started, she got used to what's happening here. And then she could see the Poland from different perspective. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, these people are so grumpy here. Like, nobody talks. And, like, and I'm like, you see, I told you. Like, you're going to see the country and then see your own culture from completely different perspective, right? And I also think our approach to things, and I don't know, this is what I want to ask you next, because you have also, and this again, like when I came to Canada, I also have this very serious approach to people, like, you know, just a strict business or, you know, I was very direct and very like, okay, this is this is the way, what I want, whatever, right? Like, you know, this is just coming from our culture. So how did you deal, like, you know, because I'm guessing if you have those, like, people in your industry and people you are dealing with, so did you have to change a little bit when you came to United States and you have to start working with, with people or, you know, working in Belgium that you you have to work on yourself to kind of deal with these people differently? I don't know if you if, if you understand what I mean, but like I had to change myself a little bit to to fit to this culture, right? Because I came from completely different different world. So if this was the case for you too, like when you came to Belgium or Spain or United States, mm-hmm. how that feel as you know, kind of coming from different different different. Well, uh, in Spain right now, comparing to Moscow, I feel uh, the biggest emotional relief uh, of all time of my life <laughs> okay because yeah as you described the people are much more uh human and open and uh, positive and everything like that yeah there are some uh, things that i still gotta like learn okay and uh but in general uh people uh, like very open maybe in a different way uh comparing to united states or canada 
I think uh, for me, the, the easiest way was, uh, would be uh, to move to United States or Canada because uh, I was, uh, uh, as, as a part of uh, Headshot crew, uh, whereas a, a lot of members, uh, most of the members are from the United States and Canada. Uh, so I like uh, absorb this mentality and this uh, business approach mm-hmm. from uh, Zoomcast and uh, our relationships uh, with with my colleagues. So I think uh, for me it was be it would be like seamless in <laughs> <laughs> the United States and Canada. But uh, in Spain, yeah, it, it's got to be it, it, it's it's uh, a bit different. Uh, but I hope. Uh, it, it will be better than Moscow. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, more people uh, like uh, think like more more positive way, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, good. So, okay, so the next thing what I would like to do, um, so I dive in into your Instagram a little bit and just pull out some some of your images. So what I would like to do is I'm going to just kind of showcase them so you're going to see them. And I would like to kind of, if you could just give me a little bit of information about this image, like, you know, you know, like some story behind it, because I know... Sometimes you know we shoot stuff, we see you know the headshot, and mm-hmm. but there's some story behind it, or there's some more information. Yeah, there was there was a story. Yeah, so I would like to kind of jump on this, and uh, you know, just kind of like if you could just give me a little bit of story. So I just pull out some images which I thought they were really interesting and really cool, and you could just tell me. So I found this on 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 your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's uh, my friend uh, Alexander. He's originally from uh, Moldova, and uh, okay. he's a DJ. And he moved to Moscow and okay. playing some music. And uh, uh, and his nickname is Patiphone. You know, okay. it's like a turntable, but uh, very old. Now he lives in Venice and uh, became uh, an artist. Uh, I mean, like. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's still an artist. He's, he's not musical industry, but in visual. Okay. And we were experimenting uh, with a uh, digital and film. Uh, I think this is shot on film, or maybe I just uh, converted to black and white on digital. Okay. And this is his glasses he bought in uh, in London. As he oh, said. nice. <laughs> yeah, do you know, really clever um shot i really like it and you know like i have a little funny story like um i took my son this year to like there's like a in 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 rocky mountains there's like a museum and they have this phone you remember i'm sure you remember because that's the kind of from the phone right that's Mm -hmm. how you're dialing the numbers and they had this phone over there as a kind of display so the kid the kids could play for it could play with it and my son is seven and 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 i i tried to explain to him this is a phone and so like my son couldn't grasp his head around it and had this the same dial and i'm like this is how you just dial the number to someone right and he like like he was looking at me like i would be out of this planet or something 
Um, so that's why, like, when I saw this, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure the kids these days, they would ne they had no idea what that is, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I, I found it fascinating that, you know, like, it's just kind of something that we grow up with. And then today's kids, they have no clue um, what that even is, right? So... Perfect. Okay, so let's jump to the next image. Tell me about this one. I really like this one. The lighting, the the face expression. Um, yeah, it's it's it, yeah. This was shot. Uh, I'm sorry if you still hear okay. me. Yes, I, I, can hear I you. gotta change the battery because you know I I got some serious approach. Sure. Okay. It's like just uh, for you to know that this blurred background behind me is not a uh, zoom. Okay. This is real. Okay. Where is it? This one is also dead. Yeah, there we go. Back to the business. <laughs> so this is Nastasia. Okay. And she's a professional actress. Okay. She never paid me for uh, headshot sessions, but we did a lot of experiment uh, with the light uh, and on digital film and stuff like that. And this one shot in March 2022nd when I got uh, the flex kit. Okay. From uh, from uh, the big parcel from United States to straight to Moscow, and I start experimenting and I brought her to my studio and we shot some. Headshots, and she she's amazing all the time. So all you can, all you should do is just press the button. Okay. And see and see how magic works. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's it's really you know stunning image, and you can see she's really into it. So mm -hmm. yeah. 
yeah, she she's she's special. Yeah, she's a very talented actress. Perfect. And this is my friend Alla. She's not an actress. Okay. At all. She just photogenic. She she was a model, uh, I guess. She's uh, also from my uh, uh, mother city. Okay. So we both uh, moved from Nizhny Novgorod to Moscow in a different time, and then we like. Uh, uh, I asked her if she wants to come to visit me for to, to shoot her, and uh, she said yes, and she. She's been in my studio like four times, and this is also the fourth, also okay. the flex kit, the, the recent okay. one. The first one was when I shoot only uh, with a window light and a reflector. Okay. So I can build uh, on her uh, headshots like my uh, evolving pattern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And this is uh, Akim. Okay. And he, he's an actor and a model. And it was shot uh, with a old lightning. Mm -hmm. My old lightning, it was Savage LED portrait kit. Two okay. boxes and one uh, reflector underneath. And we shot some, uh, well, some headshots for actors' portfolio. Okay, cool. And I like the smile. Very, very funny guy. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, she, uh, he's he's very photo. I, I hate this word, but he's definitely very photogenic. Mm -hmm. And this is Palina. She's also an actress, and uh, it's uh, th this is also flex kit. So it's shot uh, recently, quite recently, in Moscow. One more, one of my last sessions in Moscow. Oh, okay. And we did some. Uh, Headshots. It's uh, you know when it's uh, either post COVID or uh, like uh, the war started and a lot of actors uh, left uh, without job. And I uh, asked my mm -hmm. friend, uh, she's uh, like uh, also casting director, uh, if she has some actor uh, actors uh, who wanted uh, headshots update, I can I can shoot some. Mm -hmm. So she invited Polina, and uh, and Polina was uh, she wanted me f uh, a few times, like uh, a year before or two years before, and it was like too expensive to her. And finally, mm -hmm. uh, she appears uh, in my studio and got uh, these headshots for free. <laughs> okay, so, and I got and I got some headshots in, in my portfolio. I use this image, this particular image, on my website. Okay. And other images from that session to demonstrate how uh, what what uh, actors get on my uh, headshot sessions. Mm -hmm. What what kind of headshots? Perfect. No, really stunning shot. Really. So I have a couple more. Yeah, this is my friend Constantin. He's not an actor. He's a former uh, reporter, or uh, I'm not sure. And. He's been in my studio twice. Okay. This is probably second time because uh, image looks so much better than uh, mm -hmm. the first one. And uh, he's like, yeah, this smiley, uh, this this kind of smile is quite rare for Moscow. That's why I invited him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you nailed this one, right? So yeah, and it just and it just. Uh, 
you just got uh, yes gotta just uh, just push the button yeah. show a couple of fingers like this yes and he yeah. starts smiling <laughs> yeah well but you have to also kind of get them to that point right they have to somehow be in that mood because it's not fake smile right it's not something no smiling. no but this guy uh came came ready to me okay but it's it's also it's like uh not not the closest friend but uh good friend of mine okay so, so there, is, also, there is no preparation just uh he, he came we got some coffee and start shooting and it takes like 10 minutes or so okay you, you get this smile yes and this is Alisa. She's an actress. Mm-hmm. She's uh, also originally from Nizhny Novgorod. Uh, we've been studying at the same uh, theater school in different years. And this is my project. I called them. Uh, I called it uh, Gene Jember. And it was okay. 2019, I guess. So I decided uh, to shoot uh, ginger hair uh, people. Okay. Uh, so I shot uh, in uh, October and partly in November. I started posting, uh, posting in Instagram starting from the 1st November to 25th, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, it appears that uh, they are mostly female and mostly actors. Okay. So I got that much ginger hair <laughs> actress in Moscow. And she was uh, one of the first. And uh, of course, uh, we did some uh, a few sessions uh, later. Okay. Like outside in the studio as well. Yeah, but she she's amazing. Perfect. Awesome. So my last question to you is because we a little bit we will push the time just a slightly bit. Um, so what would be the advice from from you? to people who they trying to get into this headshot photography industry? Like, what would you tell them, you know, what, what to look for, what is important based on your experience being a headshot photographer and being successful one too? Uh, so of course, I would suggest uh, like my way, join headshot crew and start practicing uh, every week. And what I say to all protégés on a, on a, on a, on a Zoom cast, just uh, shoot every week as, as often as possible, submit and uh, listen to critique. And oh, this is the only way you will evolve. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for, you know, the interview. Thank you for all those interesting, you know, insights. Um, you. Yeah, as I said, your work is, is stunning. Um, also, I think, you know, we are lucky because, you know, Eastern European girls are always kind of very pretty, right? So it's it's easier for us to bring their beauty even more to the light. So I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's a small advantage. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I will link all the information to you um, in this podcast so people can dive in and see more Perfect. of your work. There's, there's tons of tons of stuff. And um, yeah, and hopefully we will be able to do this again at some point. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. It was absolutely a pleasure chatting with you. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye.